For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Open your Bible with me to Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 1 through 8. Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 8 is we're going to look at training for leadership. You know, God's ways are not our ways. His ways are much higher than our ways. The way we think we would do something God can do the total opposite and use that to train a person to work in ministry for him. And because we're going to look at the life of Joshua today, training for leadership. Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore... Arise, go over this Jordan thou, and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness, and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I walk with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. And very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate thereon day and night, and thou mayest observe to do the according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. He gives you some stipulations here and things that he needs to do. Listen to me. It's just as true back then as it is today. Much of our learning comes through the power of examples. Listen to me, fathers. Much of our learning comes through the power of examples. That's why the example of a father is so important. 
if you look at the percentage of young men that are in a juvenile center, young men, teenagers that are locked up, 90-something percent of them do not have a father figure in their life and home. Much of our learning comes from the power of an example. And God will, God will hold you and me accountable for that. So with knowing all that, a wise Christian will deliberately find godly examples and follow them. And listen to me, that's not weak. Many, everybody wants to be a leader. I want to be a leader. Listen, there's nothing wrong with being a follower. It's biblical. And Joshua, God is telling Joshua this. Even the apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So in Joshua here, we see a man who spent many, many years in preparation under a great leader. leader. And so he can become fit to become the leader himself in God's own time, in God's own way. God was training him and he was in God's leadership training program. And while he was in that program, he is underneath God's man. He is following God's leader all the while. He is seeing the example. He is learning the ways. He's learning what to do, what not to do, and what it actually takes. Nobody likes to use the word submit. Uh, no wife definitely likes to hear that I should submit to my husband. No man likes to hear I need to submit to somebody else. But the truth is, Joshua here had to submit himself to Moses under Moses authority in order to be right with God and before a person before you can do that before I can do that you have first got to get your heart right with God and submit yourself to God then once you do that you will have the power and the ability and the Holy Spirit will give you the power that you can now submit yourself to the God leadership that God has placed in your life. Listen to me, wives. The Bible says, the Bible says that the husband is the head of the home and no wife wants to submit to their, to their husband. But the truth is you're not submitting to him. Just like Joshua wasn't just submitting to Moses, Joshua was submitting to God. And so when you submit yourself to that authority, you're really submitting to God. It's God's leadership training program. So it's a wonderful thing when a great leader is succeeded by someone who continues to take the work forward effectively. Isn't that an amazing thing when it goes on generation after generation after generation? And God has that lined up. What do you have to do? You simply have to be obedient and do what God said. So that's an amazing thing when a leader is succeeded by someone who continues to take the torch and the work of the Lord forward. And such is the case with Moses. And God's chosen man under Moses to take the leadership role is Joshua. So God's promise to the Israelites and to Moses we're ultimately fulfilled because God's man did God's work, God's way, because that's what God told him to do. So you will see how Joshua trained, how he put that training into action in his life. How you can put that training into action in your life? Because the principles are the same. The principles are you have first got to submit yourself to God and you get your relationship and your heart right before God. And once you've done that, then you can submit yourself to wherever God has you. Maybe it's the pastor of your church. Maybe it's the leader in your home. Uh, whatever the case may be, 
But a good godly leader is priceless. And as we'll see with the life of Joshua, it's biblical. And so the principles that we see in Joshua's life, they are applicable. You can apply them to you, to those, to us, to seek to have God's will and power upon our life. We can use them today. In other words, God can use you today. And if you, if you think about it, you get God's power on your life by actually submitting. Isn't that something? You want God's power on your life? Submit to Him and His will and His leaders. Amen? And God will use that to train you up, just as He did with Joshua. And before you say, well, I'm not a leader of a nation like, like Moses or Joshua. They led God's nation, the nation of Israel. Maybe you're a father of a home. You're a leader. You're leading them somewhere. Whichever way you go, they will follow. Maybe you're the mother. Whichever way you go, them children will follow. See, it's like this. The father should be following the Lord Jesus, and the wife should be following him, and the children are going to follow them. That's, that's God's order. It most certainly is. So verse number one there says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Moses' minister, Moses' minister. That was God's chosen man. God chose him. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to, let me show you what I'm going to do for God. I'm going to lead. No, God chose him. And when God puts a calling on somebody's life, if God calls you to preach or be a missionary or whatever the case may be, maybe working at uh, the nursery for 20 years, God's going to put that calling on your life. And when God calls you and you answer that call, you now have the power of God upon your life. And so it has been the case with so many other men whom God used. Joshua first showed willingness, listen to me, showed willingness to be a servant before he could become a leader. Joshua showed willingness to be a servant before he became a leader. He was down in the dirt. And, and today, whether it's the realm of politics or athletes or church work, a lot of times that step, people want to jump over that step. Of, of servant, being a servant, working, getting in the trenches. They want to jump over that or go around it or skip through it or fast forward through it. But that is where God is going to use that work to train you, to make you and mold you into what he wants you to be, to build character in your life. Maybe to put a little grit in your life that should give you the toughness to carry on because he has called us to be a soldier. Amen. So don't try to go around it. Don't try to fast forward that part in your life. You must do like Joshua and show willingness to be a servant. Be willing. Uh, listen to me. There's something to be said for somebody who spent a lot of time in the trenches, whether it's changing diapers in the nursery or baking a bunch of food for homeless people or, or giving out tracks in, in the middle of a festival. There's something to be said when a person gets down in the trenches and does the work. I don't care what facet of work you're, you're in. If you're in management or, or if you work in a certain business or a certain sector or if you're in the church, that principle goes across the board there. It, you must first get down in the trenches and learn how it works, and put the time and investment in. And when you do that, you will learn all the details, all the aspects, and everything about that duty, that job, that calling. And then somebody can't just come along and pull the wool over your eyes. 
and bamboozle you. Why? Because you've been there. You've done that. I've done that job. I know how that works. I know how to do it. I have done it. There's something to be said for a person who's dug through the trenches and, and put the work in to get where God wants him to be, to be that servant. Amen? It's been said, the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. Let me read that again. The only place success comes before work is in the dictionary. You want to be successful? You've got to put into work. And listen, there's nothing wrong with being a follower. It's biblical. You've got to learn to, to follow before you can lead. You've got to learn to be a servant before you can direct. In S.I. S. McMillan's book, he wrote, None of These Diseases. He tells a story about a young woman that applied for college. And this young woman was filling out the application. And one of the questions was, Are you a leader? She had to be honest. And she checked no. And she turned that application in, expecting the worst. But surprisingly, she got a letter in the mail from the college. And it's read this. Dear applicant, a study of the application forms reveals that this year our college will have 1,452 near leaders. We are accepting you because we feel it is imperative they at least have one follower. Isn't that the truth? You can't have a church full of leaders. It'll be nothing but a fight. You can't have a home full of nothing but leaders. It'll be nothing but a fight. It'll be nothing but trouble. Even at your work and at your job place, not everybody can be in charge. Not everybody can be a leader. And most of the time, if I can just be honest, most of the time what that is is his pride swelling up. They're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not submitting to them. I'm not doing that. I wouldn't do it that way. I wouldn't have done that. Most of the time, that is pride. And listen to me. God cannot use a prideful servant. God cannot use a proud Christian. You have got to get that pride out of your life. Be willing to get down in the trenches and be a servant. Have a servant's heart and be willing, be willing to put yourself under the subjection who God has put in your life. Do you like Wendy's? I love the little Wendy's restaurant that Dave Thomas founded. You know, they have some of the best burgers. They, they In my, my opinion, they really do. You know, Dave Thomas died a few years ago, but he became a familiar sight to millions in his company's television commercials. And if you're old enough to remember, they used to be on all the time. Dave also appeared in a lot of his in-store training films. And in those, and in more familiar commercials, he would dress as one of his workers did. He didn't dress as the CEO or the owner, even though he was. He dressed as a worker. One year, he appeared on the cover of his company's annual report dressed in a knee-length apron, holding a mop bucket and a plastic bucket. And for many years, a framed copy of that picture of him in a work apron, holding a mop and a mop bucket, hung in every manager's office across the nation in Wendy's. And that picture meant something. That picture was built on the fact that Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, was a self made millionaire even though and this fact kind of blew my mind even though dave did not finish high school you know what he did he worked his way up through the ranks of colonel sanders kentucky fried chicken chain long before he went off on his own and started wendy's he was down in the trenches 
He was down in the dirt. He was putting the work in. He was getting the knowledge. He was making the investment. He was doing what it took to be successful, and that's getting your hands dirty and getting down on your hands and knees and scrubbing the floor, holding a mop bucket. This is how Dave explained the picture. He said, I got my MBA long before I got my GED. That's what he said. That was his quote. I got my MBA long before I got my GED. At Wendy's, he said, MBA doesn't mean Master of Business Administration. No, oh no. At Wendy's, MBA means mop bucket attitude. That's what Dave Thomas said. Don't you love that? Dave Thomas taught all of his employees that service comes before success. That's amazing to me. A man of that stature, a multi-multi-millionaire, if not billionaire, would get down and mop the floor to prove a point that I've worked my way here and service comes before success. May we all apply that into our life, not only our work life, but our Christian life. Service comes before success. If I want to be successful, I've got to be willing to do the service. I've got to be willing to subject myself to God's man, God's people, wherever God is putting me, and be willing to follow that example, follow that lead, follow his word, submit my heart to God so that I can submit myself to them. And be where God wants me to be. Because Joshua, Joshua was the leader of a great nation. He was a great military general. There's no doubt about it. I want to read Exodus 24, verses 13 and 14 to you. And Moses rose up, and his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God, and he said unto the elders, Tarry ye here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and Ur are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them exodus 32 verse 15 through 17 and moses turned and went down from the mount and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand the tables were written on both of their sides on the one side and on the other were they written and the tables were the work of god and the writing was the writing of god graven upon the tables and when joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted he said unto moses there is a noise of war in the camp. How did Joshua know what the noise of war sounds like? Because Joshua has spent time in the trenches. He knew what it sounded like. And here, Joshua gives us a classic example of someone who has faithfully followed the leader that God has put in his life, even when Joshua didn't know where the leader was or what the leader was doing. Because Moses went up to Mount Carmel and he told Joshua, Joshua didn't go all the way up with him. He got up a little ways in Mark Carmel and he told him, Joshua, you wait here. And he disappeared. And I, he probably disappeared into a cloud because you, the higher up you go, uh, it gets cloudy on top of the mountains. But he told Joshua, you wait here. So Joshua faithfully waited there on God's man to come back. Not just for a day, not just for a week, but over a month, Joshua is sitting there waiting on Moses to come back. He didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what Moses was doing. He didn't know when Moses was coming back. He just knew that, that the man of God, Moses, told me to wait here, and I'm going to do what I'm told to do. Don't you know Joshua had the thought, and he probably looked down on his people that were camped down there at the base and thought, seeing the warm fires, 
I'm sure they got warm, good, hot food. I see my tent down there. I could probably crawl in the bed and get a good night's sleep, but yet I'm stuck here sleeping on this rock for over a month waiting on Moses. But I'm being obedient even when I don't understand it, even when I don't know why, and even though I don't know when they're coming back, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be where God wants me to be. What an amazing, great example that is. Uh, Dr. Bobby Robertson has said that one thing that everyone can do is to be in their place. You be in your place where God has put you. You be in the pew where God has put you faithfully every Sunday, there to serve and listen to the message that God has given the preacher. Or if you're the preacher, you be there every Sunday faithfully preaching the message that God has given you. And so Moses came back down and he had those tablets of stone in his hand. He had the Ten Commandments in his hand, one in the right hand. And it amazes me that, you know, God didn't have to write them on stone. God is God. He could have created some special paper and used a special ink with some special pen. But he didn't. He chose to use tablets of stone. And I, as I pondered on that and I thought about that, and maybe it was God revealing to me that many times we as Christians, we will try to skate around the rule. We will try to bend the rule a little bit. Like I told a white lie. I told a little lie, but it was really for their good. And that's, that's why I told them that. And we'll do stuff like that. We try to bend the truth or, or twist it a little bit so that I can, I can get what I want to do, but I still think I'm right with God. And I do believe that's why God wrote them on stone. Because you can't bend that. You can't bend stone. You can't bend God's commandments. You can only break them. There's no bending or flexing them. They don't flex any. You cannot bend them. You can only break them. So maybe, that's just my thought, but maybe that's some significance there and why God choose, chose to carve them into tablets of stone. Robert E. Lee said this about Stonewall Jackson. Such an executive officer the sun has never shown on. I have but to show him my design and know that if it can be done, it will be done. No need for me to send or watch him. Straight to the needle he goes to execute the purpose that I have given him of mine. May God say that about us. I go straight to the purpose. I go straight to the things that God has given me to do. You know, Moses called for Joshua when they went to fight Amalek. And that is where they had to hold Moses' arms up, one on one side and one on the other, as Joshua was down there fighting. As long as Moses' arms were up, then he and Joshua were prevailing. They were winning, but Joshua was down there fighting the battle where God had put him. If one were attempt to describe Joshua, you would have to say he's a great general. He's a great military leader. And listen, his tactics and Joshua in the Bible studied in the war of science. And prestigious places like West Point uh, Military Academy, they still, they study the Bible. They study Joshua's military tactics because they're great tactics. I believe it was God-given wisdom. And listen to me, God calls this life, the Christian life, called warfare for a good reason. And it's one characteristics about a soldier you're going to fight. And if you're saved, you're born again, you're in God's army, you're a soldier, you're supposed to fight. The famous reformer Martin Luton said, where the battle rages is where the loyalty of the soldier is proved. 
where the battle rages, that's where the loyalty of the soldier is proved. That's where God's going to prove you. That's where God's going to use you. Be faithful and subject yourself to Him and to where God has you. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.